0: Hello and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. Are you happy is kind of the question. I, I think it's more about your well-being or if you're satisfied with your life right now, sitting here, listening to this. And
1: how old are you? What what, <laughs> what, what phase of life are you in? Because those two things coupled together is kind of what we're going to be talking about today with Suzanne Brooker, who has done a gigantic study on subjective happiness.
2: Science Unscripted. Hi, my name is Suzanne. I'm a researcher at Univ- University Wittenherdecke, and I've recently published an article on subjective well-being across the lifespan.
1: So, Suzanne, you've done a study on when people are happiest or, or or what phases in life they are happy and what phases in life they aren't happy what what did you find
2: mm, so for life satisfaction we found that people seem to struggle during adolescence so the younger people from age 9 to age 14 for example decrease in their life satisfaction And then from age 14 onwards until 70 years of age, people increase in their subjective well-being or in their life satisfaction slightly, but steadily. And from 70 years onwards until the end of life, then life satisfaction decreases again.
1: And you looked at those nine-year-olds and, and what, what did you see? Or the 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13, up to 14, their happiness decreased throughout that phase or, or what happened?
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So their happiness decreased or their life satisfaction decreased, which is probably because this is a very um, busy time. So um, becoming an adolescent and being in puberty is a very intense time for young people. And there are also a lot of biological changes going on that affect their happiness or how they feel about themselves.
0: So, I mean, we might be talking about something as simple as as pimples, as acne, the the scourge of teenagers, young teenagers everywhere. Yeah, but what nine-year-old gets acne? Oh no! It starts. At, it can start at nine. Doesn't? Yeah, I, I had some acne going on, and yeah. then you've got these. You know, you've got new body odors coming out of that, various okay, parts of your body, sure. right? You are not yeah. very. No one's happy with well, that
1: there's hair coming out of places that <laughs> yeah. there wasn't hair before. Yeah. So, age fourteen,
0: it starts to rise, and basically, your data suggests that from age fourteen all the way to seventy, life satisfaction remains either stable or increases.
2: Slightly increases. Yeah, um, it's not a huge increase. But it stabilizes and possibly because people also stabilize their romantic relationships during that time, for example, or um, their financial situation stabilizes, at least on average, from young to middle adulthood. And also many other mostly positive life events or life circumstances characterize this period Um, for example, starting your first job, but also uh, moving in with your romantic partner or becoming a parent, for example. So that's also something that can be negative, of course. But overall, people seem to be satisfied with their lives during that period.
1: And you found no swoons in the 20s or in the 30s or the 40s that would reflect anything along the lines of a midlife crisis or something like that? You found none of that?
2: No, no, we didn't, which was surprising because there is other research suggesting such a midlife crisis. But the problem of that research is that it's mainly cross-sectional research, which means that participants are just asked once about how happy they are. And then you accumulate a lot of research that is asking different people at different ages. And then you see such a U-shaped curve, but it's actually not a longitudinal trajectory in terms of following the same people across multiple years and this is what we've done in this study so we used longitudinal data and with that apparently this U shape doesn't seem to be the most obvious trajectory of subjective well-being or happiness
0: I'm just having a tough time Imagining that your data can be true, and this is infused by my own personal life experience, which is not a midlife crisis. That's not where my mind goes. It's to the relatively hard early years of your career, and if you've had children, of, of raising those children. Those were... I'm not going to say those were dark times. That's an exaggeration. Those are hard. You're waking up multiple times throughout the night. You're, again, you're early in your career. You're, you're, you're stressed. You're, you're trying to do good work despite the exhaustion. Um, and I, I, fortunately, I feel I'm coming out of that. I'm, I'm, I am out of that. And yet there's no... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have thought my life satisfaction was down at that point. But your data suggests that somebody like me, if you tracked me over time, it would stay stable. I, I would keep saying, yep, my life satisfaction is an eight. It's an eight, it's an eight, it's yeah. an eight out of 10 across the board.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you are mentioning a very important point. So, one other line of my research uh, studies major life events and changes in, for example, subjective well being, but also feelings of loneliness surrounding such major life events, like becoming a parent or marrying or getting divorced and what people typically think is that these major life events must be very impactful for their subjective well-being or for their feelings of loneliness. But then when we look at such longitudinal data and as you just said ask people every year or even every month how they feel, then they report rather stable effect. And in the retrospective they still think that they must have changed during that time, that it must have been horrible for them. But apparently people seem to adapt or at least respond in questionnaires when getting asked about their subjective well-being in different ways. And maybe also because society expects us to be happy when becoming a parent, for example. So people don't want to admit then that they might have um, some, yeah, downsides in their lives during that period. Um, and these retrospective assessments of how we feel might differ from those we see when we ask people directly after the major life event or even multiple times surrounding such life events.
1: That was Suzanne Brooker, who has just changed jobs. She was, she was at Cologne, the Sport University in Cologne, now she's in the town of Witting. I think. I don't think I know where that is. Or Witten. Sorry, Witten. Wittenhertica. Okay.
0: That's it. Somewhere close by? Witten. Sorry. Yeah, I got a lot of noises here. You got a squeaky chair. No, the, um, let me put the number at 30. Age 30. Hmm. When I'm looking back at age 30, that's not, that's not the best time for me. There's a dip. I'm certain
1: of it. Well, we're going to get personal here. We're going to hear the story of Connor Dillon's life right now, right?
0: No, no, not at all. It's just, the reason I think about it, you just turned 40. Yeah. And one thing I've heard people say, uh, more in Germany than anywhere else, is that your 40s are better than your 30s. Hmm. And I'd never, I'd never thought that way. It. I was always sure it was the opposite. But the logic beti- behind this German way of thinking is that you've gone through the major upheavals of your life, most of them, hopefully. Uh, you've at the beginning of your career, uh, if you're going to. Have a long-term relationship that, and then if you're going to have children, then that, and you've gone through that in your mostly in your early 30s or in your 30s, all the way up to 40. Again, all of these phases can happen at any time, but as a trend, hmm. f- your 40s may be better than your 30s, and it's just odd to me. It's surprising to me that her, that the data doesn't show any of that.
1: You're, yeah, you're speaking generally there, and I'm wondering whether specific events have a gigantic impact on your life satisfaction longitudinally going all the way through through to the end of your life because if i look back at my 40 years now uh there was a, a day when i was 18 um october 15th 2001 i was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and to this day that but uh, more than anything else that has affected my life satisfaction my fe- my subjective feeling of happiness or feeling okay nothing else has had an impact like that and i'm wondering whether those specific events have more of an influence than than the general trends that you're talking about right now yeah the 30s the 40s yeah what what about what if events you know finding out you have a chronic illness or losing a loved one or something like that it's just so hard that you never get out of it Yeah? yeah i guess we'll leave it there for now
0: if any of our listeners out there have an opinion on this, something that's very different from what we've just been saying, more in line with the data, less in line with the data, I'm I'm, I'm genuinely interested in this one because everyone should have a say on it, right? I well, I, if this this I was gonna say if this show has a purpose, it's to make people <laughs> happier. We can't do that probably, but it's it's we nice can at to least think. inform. Yeah, it's it nice counts. to think about and to wonder about because I think we all would like to be happier. I think I can say that with. Some, uh, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Um,
1: Sense of certainty?
0: I can say that with some sense of certainty. Probably. SU at DW.com. Science Unscripted.